0: Triple M's Rush Hour with Gus, Jude, and Wendell. Thanks to Makita XGT. The professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, and power without limits. Gus Warland, Jude Bolton, and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Rush Hour.
1: Welcome to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell, and it's a massive Valentine's Day. So hey, shout out happy. to my lovely wife, Lynette. Yeah, uh, you know, I know she'll be listening, so <laughs> mate, what about
2: you guys? Well, my wife apparently is coming in, Jude, which you've organised, I which I didn't know this. about, so I don't know what's going on a little bit later <laughs> in the show, but a big shout out to my wife, of course. Vicky,
3: 33 years, she's a lucky girl. What about you, Del? Oh, yeah, look, Valentine's Today is a nice day for some people, but I just think every day should be Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you're very- a lover, not a fighter, every I'm day. A lover of the year. You know this.
2: Well listen, a <laughs> hey, hey, before we get on to Pearl Jam, dude. Right. There's some breaking news coming out of the Broncos. Another couple of players oh, have been found out. scuffling on CCTV. Bronco star Reese Walsh and Payne Haas been involved in a late night scuffle. More details coming up next in the Sports All In.
1: But every caller today, lads, on air will get a gold-dipped natural Eternity Rose this Valentine's Day show how much you love her with a gold-dipped natural rose from the Eternity Rose Mm. order now at Mm. eternityrose.com.au. But yesterday, lads, I was so excited to hear this for the first time. And, of course, Triple M is proud to present Pearl Jam on their return to Australia for the Dark Matter World Tour 2024 playing stadiums this November. We've got a double pass up for grabs right now for their show at the Giant Stadium. Give us a call right now, one 5 3 and Triple M presents Pearl Jam live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21. Register, register for tickets now at pearljam.com. .com. Let's, oh, go.
2: let's go. Oh, let's go. what? It was .com. 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 Oh, Jam. He got .com.
1: com.
3: He got excited. Okay. He got excited. Oh, I could <laughs> tell. <laughs> we went early.
1: <laughs> Time now for this.
3: It's the Rush Hour's
2: So dear, that Judy's taking full credit for it. Oh, Dell goes, yeah, that's what I do. Oh, it's us, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. It's sorry. us, the Three of us. It's a team, mate. It's I apologise. I apologise. Fair yeah. income. Yeah, the latest uh, allegations out of the Broncos. Fresh CCTV vision has allegedly shown Broncos star Reese Walsh and Payne Haas also involved in a late night scuffle between teammates over the weekend, according to Nine News. Walsh tried to tackle Carrigan <laughs> and then Reynolds. While the report also ran vision, which allegedly shows Haas piling into the pack. Not expected any players will be suspended over the instant and they will still travel to Las Vegas next week. You know what? They're playing the Roosters. They should all be barred. They They should all be barred. (laughs) And that's your son as well, even though he wasn't involved. They all should be showing the wolves.
3: But you know what what they're doing? They're just getting a bit of practice in. They're just doing a bit of uh, late-night practice. There you go. No, well, that's what's
2: that's the latest coming no. out of the Broncos. Fair income. What about Leilua has reportedly met with Dragons officials today after being, uh, wants to fast track his move away from the Cowboys?
3: Well, I've got no doubt that there's a, there's Dean Young who obviously went up to Townsville as an assistant coach on a reckon and he would have just said, hey mate, why don't you come back home? Yeah. And they were happy to release him and, you know. So he's one of Flano's assistants, is he? Yeah, he's Flano's assistant. So, you know, obviously him and Flano worked together with Paul McGregor years ago as well. So I've got no doubt Dean Young wanted to come back, but also it means Leilua he trusts Dean Young because Dean Young obviously premiership player um pretty good coach and um you know he's very respected around the dragons is Dean Young a guy that could be a, a head coach oh, one day d- d- there's no doubt him and Ben him and Ben Hornby yeah. and probably over the next five or ten years they'll both be head coaches beautiful what about the preseason challenge teams we spoke about that yesterday 100,000 bucks up for grabs some of the
2: teams have come out just give us a a bit of a uh, a hit around some of those games mate
1: yeah, Dell, Warriors, Tigers. Benji's gone with Cesar and um, uh, Jaden Sullivan as a halves pairing. Newcastle and the Sharks, Jackson Hastings and Tyson Gamble. We see Ponga on the bench and then Roosters versus Manly, we see Tedesco playing, but Dom Young gets his first opportunity and, you know, for the, for Manly, well, they're, they're leaving a host of big yeah. guns out of the game.
3: Yeah, well, we know why they're leaving the big guns out of the game. Seabolt is resting the big guns, so, you know, they, they're ready to roar uh, over there in um, Vegas. But also, I'm interested in the Tigers halves too, you know. Cesar and um, yeah, young Bud Sullivan, who, who can play. So, Benji, that'll be interesting to see that. So I'm looking forward to that, and um, we know what Newcastle, you know, they're doing there too, so... Um yeah, it's, it's going to be good trials. We're getting excited now, like it's footy season. You know it's footy season now.
2: Yeah, it $100,000 up for grabs. Yep. They want to win games. Yeah. There's all sorts of points on offer. So yeah, yeah, I think
3: the NRL's done a good job there. For
2: sure. Uh, what about the AFL season launch for Channel 7? You're down in Melbourne doing that today, mate. So obviously AFL is huge in, in Melbourne. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I love the fact that there's an opening round, obviously, that kicks off in Sydney and, you know, tickets are going to be red hot for the, you know, the Swans taking on Melbourne and then the, uh, Collingwood takes on the Giants. So both games are going to be packed and And then then they're already uh, forecasting round one, which is after the opening round, being the most attended opening round in history. So it's going to be pretty amazing.
2: Fantastic stuff. Cricket season is officially over. The Kiwi Test matches yeah. to come last night. Australia lost to the Windies in the last T20. Dave Warner top scored again. The last time we'll see him yeah. in Australian colours on Australian shores. He will play in the T20 World Cup. Um, he top scored for Australia. He's been a quality player for years and yeah, years.
3: A few boos from the, from yeah. the Perth crowd at the well, end that's, for that's, him. That's because of the Bancroft situation, I think, still yeah. too. One of their favourite sons is probably... I feel like he's responsible for for him not getting... And still, started. I hate seeing yeah. any any yeah. Australian sportsman
2: who's done as much yeah, as him... has been great ...get for food us. like that. And well, the Champions League is back as well. Man City and Real Madrid that this morning got wins in their first leg. So that's the sports
1: all in. I'll tell you what, Gussie, mm. labour stories. Oh, yeah. Working even The line's already lighting up. They
2: certainly are. And the reason for that, of course, is it's Valentine's Day and it makes people think about their partners and babies and... Making love and all the stuff that goes with those type of things. So it got us thinking about it. Plus, a Pink fan went into labour at the Sydney show at Pink's Sydney concert last weekend. We've forgotten that she's here because of the old, uh, you know, Taylor yeah, Taylor's tale. coming yeah. soon, yeah. you know. But Pink's huge. She's been here for a long time. She's always supported Australia. She has. And Australia, so we should give her some love. Mm. She had to stop mid-song during her set as a lady in the mosh pit was so excited that she went into early labour. Pink was wondering if the baby would be called Alicia, if it's a girl, and maybe Alex, if it's a boy. It just got us thinking about that. Well, for my, my scenario, we've had three children. When Jack was born, we had a lady in, which is one of Vicky's best friends from university. Yeah. And she was like the sensible one, right? Because Vicks knew that I wasn't going to be the sensible one. Well, as soon as the epidural needle came out, she fainted. She banged her head on the side of Vix's bed, ended up having stitches in the back of her head. So she was no good. And when Jack eventually came, I was up at Waitara Macca's getting some cheesies. So <laughs> oh, not oh, fantastic. So <laughs> First time round was better second or third time. What about you, Jude?
1: Well, uh, my, our first uh, child, Ciara, was born and uh, when, when uh, Lynette actually had preeclampsia, which means the swelling of the legs and she, the, the baby needed to be induced. So Lynette went in quite early and the, really Ciara wasn't ready to be coming coming out. So she spent like 30 hours in the, in the uh, <sighs> labor ward. I fell asleep on the trundle for a while. But then finally when the baby's head was starting to come... I was uh, down the business end, down the business end, and with the, the oh, you're foot a, on the chest. Oh, you yeah. didn't,
2: um, you didn't yeah. go
1: behind. You went in front. No, no. As, oh. as uh, one of my mates said, it's like uh, watching your favourite pub being burnt down. So you, you he oh, described it, which oh, I don't, oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, oh, oh. But, but I sat, I sat there, and then I basically said to Lynette, "Push harder." Which I, I oh man, it was a, as if you were doing a weight session with a friend, and you know they're trying to push a bench press or something like that. I, as soon as the words escaped my mouth. I could just see Lynette's face turn to me and said, do you think I'm effing sitting here, <laughs> just sitting here? And I just went back to the ice water. I didn't say any anymore. It was just horror. As soon
3: as those words came out, you were regretted <laughs> them. What about you, big fella? Well, look, I've got this mate, and I'll give him his name at the end. His name is... Um, a- my best friend, okay. So okay. Uh, his missus was pregnant. Anthony Seabold. Yeah, his missus was pregnant, and um, so she was about to have the bub, and no one could find him. He was out. He was out and about with with a mate again. Okay? Oh so. come on, Seabes, <laughs> <was> mate. Out, <laughs> something different. He was out and about with a mate. A like Manny
2: trying to make the eight. <laughs> come on,
3: mate. Focus. <laughs> no, no. Focus. So anyway, so anyway, we're all trying to get hold of Seab, and uh, anyway, we couldn't get hold of him. It was it was down the valley. He was out, and uh, <laughs> the he, he, he he rocked up. <laughs> he rocked up um, to the birth of his <laughs> birth of his first child. Her name's Bella. She's beautiful girl oh, I love Bella yeah. she had a 21st the other I know, day I know I know I there with your with your daughter anyway yeah. <laughs> and when he rocks up when he rocks up he rocks up with some random bloke like Holly's going oh, who's oh, this no. bloke no yeah. what because he just got oh, come along mate yeah he did he, he totally did the rando in yeah come yeah. on mate sorry see you I just better oh. you gotta do better brother I love you mate <laughs> well
1: give us a call now 13353. what happened in the delivery room Gussie plenty of callers sure is Glenn start the ball rolling for us Glenn how you going brother
4: Hey, good day, boys. How you going, mate? Welcome to the show. What happened in the
2: delivery room?
4: Well, our first ever child born, and me—I'm useless with blood. And business started happening, and I fainted. I got told I got dragged to a corner and just left there
1: Um, until it
4: all was finished, and missed it all. So I um. Bit of a buffet, but
1: yeah. Did
2: you do better um, with the other kids after that, mate, or was that just was that a one-off? No, we
4: have got six of them. Yeah. Oh wow. But uh, first, only happened
1: with the first
2: one. Okay, okay, you do your best work in the bedroom, though. By the <laughs> yeah, sounds obviously, of obviously, yeah, six you're of the it, You need Thanks, a TV, Craig. buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a book, brother. Let's go to Craig. Away, yeah, Craig. Good stuff, guys. Good day, yeah, way, way, mate. Craig. What happened in the delivery room?
0: Um. I wish we made it to the delivery room. We didn't get out of oh, the no. house.
1: Oh, what happened?
0: <laughs> my wife woke up in the middle of the night feeling a bit of a twinge, went, I'm going to start getting ready. By the time she woke me up, the contractions were too close together to try and get to the hospital. Oh, no. I tried to call the ambos, and they were putting me through to someone to talk me through it, and it was too late. I had to throw the phone away and go deliver my son on the lounge room floor.
2: Oh, What a feeling that must have been, Craig. <laughs>
0: Pretty really special, Gussie.
2: Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. And everything went okay? Everything was fine? Yeah,
0: the ambos turned up a few minutes later and took us
2: all to hospital. <laughs> oh, good oh, man, yeah. Craig. Oh, Thank
3: you so yes. much. That's Andrew a lovely story. Look out. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Sandra. Sandra, how are you going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
3: Good, thanks. Tell us, what happened in the delivery room?
1: It wasn't in the delivery room. It was before I got there. Mm-hmm. We were watching Bathurst Race Day <laughs> at my husband's brother's house. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, it's nearly finished. You can wait. Oh. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no yeah. So then, you said, take uh, me to the hospital. And he oh, said, no, no, the race is nearly
1: finished. You can just yeah. wait there, like No, that is not yeah. the time to be saying that. Yeah. And then when I got there to the hospital in Newey, they went, Are you sure you're in labor? And I went, Oh, the baby's coming out now.
2: <laughs> so were you right and they were wrong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! I what sort of look did you give your husband yeah. when he said that to you? Uh,
3: He's
1: never got over
2: uh No, nah, I just well, we're not married anymore, but
3: yeah, yeah. But See,
2: we, we were married for
1: over 20 years, but yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sad to hear yeah. about that, but you're too good for him, yeah. Sandra. Exactly. I was, was going to say the good thing is women never hold grudges.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks to all the callers, we couldn't get you. Dust off your flannelette shirt, lads, because the front bar's grand reopening is tomorrow night on 7 and 7 Plus. Sam Pang, Andy Marr will have some of Australia's most iconic sports stars stopping by for a furphy or two, but this man will join them with Rock rod
0: For three decades, our next guest has been part of the Triple M Furniture. If that furniture was a vinyl couch that needed hosing down every Friday after drinks. <clears throat> Oh, Oh, national (laughs) radio, He's radio royalty from the D-Gen. Martin Malloy, tough love, right up to Mick and MG in the morning as you know him now. Back at the M's to take your lunch out of the staff room fridge. Please welcome... Mickey
2: Malloy. Yeah, we love the big fella. Welcome, (laughs) mate.
4: How are you? It's always a warm welcome on this show, boys. Uh, It's like coming home or putting on a whole tracksuit top... (laughs) I just love swinging by and hearing your dulcet tones. How it goes?
2: Mate, we are really good. Really we are. had a great summer. How was your summer before we get on to the front bar returning?
4: I, I had a great time. I spent it uh, down the beach uh, drinking beers, sitting in bars. Uh, it was pretty hectic, as you can imagine. Hey, harder <laughs> than you guys. How many, how many shows have you guys had off for, t- for cricket this summer? Un- Heaps.
2: Heaps. Well, excuse Heaps. me, mate. Excuse me, mate. I'm doing the cricket as well, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm worth double, brother. <laughs>
4: Well, you had a couple of good calls in there, Gus, that I listened to live. Thanks, mate. You're doing a great job. But the other two, yeah, they, they tell you what, they're lightly raced. They'll be coming. <laughs> they'll be coming in fresh uh, for the rest of the year. Well done, boys.
1: Mickey, there's some massive names joining the front bar. Give us a give us a rundown.
4: Well, tonight, Pat Cash, uh, and oh. I like Pat Cash. Uh, for those of us old enough to remember. Uh, gave us our first Wimbledon champ in a long time and the scenes were chaotic, Uh, ones I'll never forget. Do you remember he climbed up into the stands? Yeah, he was (laughs) the first one to do that. He was the first one to do it and got got, uh, told off by the powers that be at Wimbledon too. Got a Mm. very curt um, send me (laughs) off, but I thought it was amazing. And I put it to you, the best headband, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the
2: checker, the checker—that's definitely the first time I've seen people with the yeah. with the checker rather than just being one color. You'd have to well, go. Yeah, the you know red, what it was
4: based the... on. You know what it was based on. Don't no. you? He, well, this is this is the level of research I do. <laughs> but he'd seen Cheap Trick, the band, play because, as you know, he played the axe himself in a band. He was involved in a super group oh. uh, with John McEnroe and Matt Volander.
2: And, oh well. And,
4: uh, and mm. Vetus Turalitis. Wow. There,
2: there's a that combo. Would have,
4: that would have been a good after party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he he was watching Cheap Trick and the guitarist from Cheap Trick had that checkered pattern for oh. his mm. guitar strap and he went, right, that's it, I'm on. And uh, that the rest, of course, is history.
3: Yeah. Mick, so, I, yeah. Mick, I know you're, you love your Richmond Tigers, and obviously it cool. would have hurt to you to see Collingwood win, you know. I'm a Brisbane Lions man. Surely everyone unless you're it, a Collingwood fan. Yeah, game. no, I want yeah. a Brisbane Lions to win. What, what What's your uh, Tigers got this year? Because Dusty's getting a bit older, but he's still classy, mate. Mate, you could drag Dusty round weekend
4: at Bernie style, and he'd still get 40 possessions and three votes. <laughs> he is as good as there is to go. And how about our old Richmond champ? I call him a Richmond champ. Ben Cousins, who's yeah. yeah. making a comeback, because oh, he did two years at Richmond, on Dancing with the Stars. How's that? Good on him. We, we, I remember when he came to Richmond, because it was a pretty controversial signing. At the time, I would have gone with Charlie Sheen. or, <laughs> or, or, or Possibly Keith Richards. Coming yeah. off of
2: half <laughs> Keith, but, Keith was too young, yeah.
4: <laughs> Keith was too young, but good luck to him. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how he's travelling these days, but uh, don't give him tap shoes, whatever you <laughs> do. <laughs> Mick, is it true,
1: is it true big Malmaninga might have a feature on the show at some stage? I mean, he's, he had the 28-second political career at one stage.
4: <laughs> I hope he lasts longer on our show than he did in the world of politics. Oh. <laughs> One of the great acceptance and concession speeches in <laughs> all rolled into one. <laughs> um, we look forward to catching up with the big fella, but he'll be on the same show as Cathy Freeman. And What a rare oh, treat Beautiful. it is. We did a poll recently uh, on our all-sports show about the greatest sporting moments in Australian history. Yeah. And, and there's probably Australia winning the World uh, The America's Cup is up there, but I think it's dwarfed by Cathy Freeman.
2: Yeah, Agreed.
4: Um, 400-metre run yeah. at Sydney Olympics. You know, the high-water market sport in this country, by the way, yeah. was those Olympics. And the shining light, the one we all talk about, is Kathy Freeman's great 400-metre run. We all remember where we were, don't we, boys? Bloody ass, yeah. Really.
2: Fantastic night.
3: Hey, Mick, I've got a great story on Kathy Freeman. So we grew up in Mackay Serena together, and she was always next-level athlete. She was just very yeah. special. She left when she was 14 and 15, and then my first test, I played for the Wallabies uh, down in France. We played against uh, France Six Nations. We beat them, and they get a, I get a knock on the door, and um, they said, oh, mate, someone's here to see you. It was Cathy Freeman and Tiff Cherry coming in. And, and, oh, nice. And, and oh. I played it real cool. I said, oh, oh, I'll be five minutes, Cathy. <laughs> oh, so, come on. I you don't keep Cathy waiting. <laughs> hey, it's, I had to. I had to recover him, mate. There you go.
4: It's one of the great sporting stories, and I think this is true, and this drives me mad, but she, she made a documentary about her story and, and culminating in her four hundred meter run at the Olympics, and it's my understanding that the Olympics would not allow her to show the four hundred meter event in her own doco because a uh, it was licensed to them, and b they asked her an insane fee to run it.
2: How well? How that sums that mob is the up? Oldest
4: sport. Yeah. So maybe on our show, and because we won't be able to afford to show it, I might reenact it.
2: Oh. That's smart. <laughs> okay. In the full body <laughs> suit? The full in suit. The oh, mate.
4: suit. In, in the same suit, but smoking a ciggy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate. Clever.
1: Yeah. Clever. Well, Clever. we can't <laughs> wait for the front bar, Mickey. It returns Thursday nights at 8.30pm on 7 and 7 plus And keep looking after our Panther in the morning on yeah. the breaky Show.
4: I'm keeping – I've got uh, I've got uh, two radio clowns looking
1: after him. In the <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> see you, brother. I'll see you the Mick night. night yeah. Thanks, Mickey. Time now for this. Gus's Mental Fitness Wednesday.
2: Yeah, this is the moment we all get together and speak a little bit about mental fitness. People call it mental health, but we know that's got a bad rap. So we're trying to put a positive spin on the emotional muscles, the invisible muscles, the ones in our heads that can be so powerful. And today, boys, it's all about kindness and a couple of reasons for that. Obviously, Valentine's Day, but also there's a lot of kindness that does go on in this world. But we don't necessarily focus too much on it. We actually focus more on the negative stuff. So it's really nice to actually, you know, put a bit of shine a bit of a light on it. So a couple of things have happened in my world. Firstly, kindness. The definition of it is a quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, you're selfless and you're compassionate. I remember going around um, on my last trip away with my wife, and in all the major capital cities that we went to, there's these racks now where people can put coats where they're, you know, the coat from last year or they've got an extra coat they didn't need. You can hang it up there and it says, grab a coat if you need it. If you've got too many coats, bring the coat back. And that way anyone that's struggling, the homeless in the major cities will get a little bit of warmth and stuff, which I thought was such a simple idea. They had it around building sites because most big cities have building sites and it's just a wall with a whole lot of coat racks on it. I thought that was lovely. But one even closer to home here in Sydney, Drummond Community on Facebook Here's what the note says. So here's a feel-good story. I received this cake from a neighbour last night, the day after my birthday, from a total stranger. And if you read the story, look at the pics, it brings the story together. Basically, the bloke who was a local baker was walking past that person's house. There was lots of lovely roses there in her front yard. It made the guy inspired enough to do a rose cake, which he did, and he made an extra one and dropped it into the lady and say, you don't know me, but you inspired me to do this particular cake. And it just sort of and it fills my heart mm. that we do talk about negative stuff quite a bit because yep. that's mm. in the news. But, boys, I want to get a kindness story from, from you guys because it's Valentine's Day and I think we should
3: talk about this a bit more. Start the ball rolling with you, Del. Yeah, when I, when I was in um, uh, Brisbane and I was, I was in uh, lockdown when my mum, mum passed away, and obviously it was a tough two weeks for me, but there was a young Indigenous woman in there and uh, she had a two-year-old, his name was Dusty, and had like a six-year-old. And she was only getting out an hour a day. And I actually said to the police officers, mate, this lady's struggling a bit and she's telling me about her mental health stuff and that. And she goes, she sits in the shower and she really struggles. And then Dusty, you know, he wants attention. Anyway, so then they allowed us to be out a bit longer. And then I had a day to go to, to, to get out and then it sounds like I have day to get out. And I said, how, how are you going? she goes, oh, going okay. But she goes, I'm just waiting for my, my payment to go in so I can get some food mm-hmm. and that for the kids and then, you know, get a packet of smokes. And I just, so in my head I'm thinking... I've been through this with my family and that. So uh, when my mate came to pick me up to take me to a long lunch because I still had three days before I had to say goodbye to, to, to mum and I said, mate, I need to go to Coles first. So I went to Coles and I asked her what she needed and I bought $100 worth of groceries and stuff. Oh. And lollies for the kids, of course, because I'm a big kid. Yeah. And then I dropped it back at concierge and said, hey, make sure she gets it. And I gave her a ring. And for me, I'm, I'm sure she's all right now, but I just knew she was going to struggle and she was struggling mentally, mm. you know, in, in in that space. And her little boy, Dusty, I just wanted them to, to make sure their mum was going to be okay. That's a nice touch, mate. The thing is, a lot of people have those thoughts, yeah. but they don't necessarily ever go through with it, sure. with the action. So you
2: actioned it as well. What about you, Jude?
1: Well, I, I look back at my uh, old grandfather. He is late, late now. He's passed, well past. He died at the age of 96. He left school at the... tender age of about 13, but Mm. he ended up being self-taught. sort of He wrote poetry and stuff. And one of his favourite poets was Adam Lindsay Gordon. And this one he always used to repeat to me, he said, life is mostly froth and bubble. Two things stand like stone, kindness in another's trouble and courage in one's own. And he always just used to say, you know what, you're going to go through some tough times, stand up when that happens. But when others are going through, reach out and, and be a part of it. And one thing that hit me was when I was a young, young player playing for the Swans, I got in, got asked to go to the Westmead Hospital in Sydney and mm. meet a young Swans fan who um, was suffering leukaemia. And I took my housemate James out and we spent the afternoon with her and her family and, you know, like we just – we got her out of bed and, you know, she was having a really tough time of it. And, um, you know, we just spent the afternoon, had some fun, put a smile on her face and that sort of stuff. And the family reached out sadly mm. after he pa- she passed away and said, we looked at our diary and the last – uh, you know, three months or so, like, she wrote that this was one of her favourite yeah. days. And, and you sort of go, it took absolutely nothing from us. And you go, that's like, it. yeah, like, sometimes it's just the little things can have a big impact, so it's always stuck with me. Yeah, this, no, that's a beautiful and, story and just,
3: from both of you. And I say that to everyone, just try and be kind. I know we all get angry some days, but even when I'm having a fight with someone, I'm just, you know, kindness goes a long way because you never know what someone's gone through. If I see someone at a cafe sitting by themselves or someone, you know, at a pub, I just go, come over. If they don't want to come over, that's fine. Mm. But... You just never know what they're going through. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's beautiful, boys. Thank you for, very much for sharing.
2: That's what Mental Fitness Wednesday is all about, just to give you some tips and tricks to perhaps be that little bit kinder.
1: Now, Gussie, Asbestos all across this incredible city of ours. What's exactly
2: happened? right, mate. Twenty-two sites around Sydney has got asbestos now. It's growing and growing all the time. In particular, it's in contaminated mulch, which is all around kids' playgrounds and stuff as well. Now, yeah. boys, I know this one well. My dad. Um, had asbestos on his lungs, um, was given 10 weeks to live, had this wonder drug called Keytruda, which now is affecting every other part of his body. In fact, he had a pacemaker put in this morning and my brother and I are going there tonight to see him. Asbestos can can sit in your body for decades and decades and decades. So he was 19 in Papua New Guinea when James Hardy took a whole lot of stuff over there to build parts of Port Moresby. We're talking about in the uh, 50s. It stayed dormant in his body, in his lungs, until he was 75. What? So there's a lot of people at the moment that might have been affected by this and all these sites around Sydney, but they'll never know about it and they may not ever know about it until they're quite a bit older. So this is an absolute disgrace. We need to get to the bottom of it, and we need to make sure that all these sites are cordoned off and no one gets to be anywhere around it because it's an absolute killer.
3: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. The (sighs) fact that it's coming from this mulch and the likes of from Roselle Parklands, but we've just also seen 700 teachers and students will be forced to relocate from the likes of the Liverpool West Public School, and they're just going to clean up this mulch. and It could take weeks as well, so... It's, cra- it's, crazy it's crazy what's stuff, going on. Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, how's it even got to this stage, um, Jude and Dell? How have we got to the stage I where there, yeah. was one, there was one uh, park that was put aside, 12 hours later they hadn't closed it. So there was families going to that park and playing with their kids kids. for 12 hours before they shut it down. So once we know we've got to be better at making sure this stuff gets sorted out, everyone gets tested and we try to get to the bottom of it. It's one of those ones, it's a real real, uh, black eye for Sydney at the moment and the councils and anyone who put these clowns in charge of putting the mulch in and around kids' playgrounds.
1: Well said, mate. The most unromantic person in your life. It's Valentine's Day. Let's... Let's see, ask those people who do want to do more. Come on, well, you got. An example, I've got plenty right, of sure.
2: blokes who need to lift. There's no doubt about <laughs> it, and that's what we want. We want you to dob in that person who just is unromantic, yep. and I want to start the ball rolling with a mate of mine called Matty Stubbs. Oh. Right now, Stubbsy is he, down there at uh, in the Shire, yep. Uh, yep. part of a rugby league club down there, the Como Crocs. Oh yes, he's an absolute bloody champion. Right, I'm, I, I'm in fact going to be giving his wife away at their second wedding in Vegas on Friday in a couple of weeks' time. Kelly, at the, Kelly, at the Elvis wedding. You're, right? working, you're walking her down the aisle. I'm walking her aisle. down the yeah. aisle at their wedding, which is their sort of you know, awesome, second, yeah. second wedding stuff. They've always wanted to do it in front of Elvis. Well, he, being the most unromantic bloke in the world, wants to do it in budgie smugglers, yeah. right? He doesn't want to wear anything else but budgies. But when he first asked her to marry him back in the day, 20 years ago, he was naked, nude and drunk. both came in nude and drunk into a hotel. (laughs) Kelly went to have a shower, came out with the robe around, and there he was, balls and everything else, dangling on his hands and knees with the ring going, marry me, babe. And, of course, she told him to, you know, be better. and Do more, Stubbsy. Do more, Stubbsy. You've got to be better than that. So they're the type of stories that we're after, those unromantic
1: Triple M listeners that just need to do more. Well, give us a call now, one Who's the most unromantic person in your life? Can I say just something
2: really quickly? We're about to speak to a bloke who doesn't deserve this rose because he's Maddie Stubbs, the bloke that I was potting and gave the drive-by you just a
1: him. bit earlier. Yeah. So Kelly, his the wife. the most unromantic bloke.
2: Kelly, his wife, I'll be walking down the aisle oh. to the Elvis-themed uh, wedding in Las Vegas, and Maddie, who first initially asked uh, Kelly mm-hmm. to marry him in the nude, he's had the audacity to phone this show up <laughs> and be a part of it. Maddie Stubbs Matty. from the Shire, you lunatic. Welcome to the show. Thanks, boys. Mate, <laughs> I just had to clear things up a little bit. Oh, okay. What she, what she failed
4: to tell you was the reason I proposed in the nude was because it guaranteed she was going to say yes. How could she say no
2: to that? <laughs> oh, well, mate. Oh, I've oh, seen oh, you oh, in the showers. That would, have been the, rap. that would have been the first thing I would have said, you need to be better. <laughs> mate, all, you need to be better. <laughs> all I'll say <laughs> Will is Will you get
1: married tickets, in please? budgie yeah. smugglers or not, Matt? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Thank
3: yeah, but you got to know, like, happy wife, happy life, so she don't want you... Um, Getting married in budgie smugglers. You can't do it, Matty. It's as simple as that. Mate, you can do all you need to do, mate. You only get one life. You've got to
1: enjoy it too. Oh, Oh, nice, Matty.
2: Good luck with that, brother. Thanks a lot for calling. Let's go to Kylie. G'day, Kylie. How's it going, fellas? Good, Good, thank you. (laughs)
0: Great. So my husband, he 30 years, six kids, so
4: unromantic. He sent the apprentice with 50 bucks and said, go buy the best bunch of flowers, make sure they're not all open so there's buds and whatnot, and no roses. Not buds as in buds, yeah, but yeah, yeah, buds yeah, yeah. so that they would last a lot longer. So the best bunch of flowers I've ever got in 30 years weren't even bought by him. They were just bought
0: by him under the strictest. Cons- <laughs>
3: Strict
0: instructions. Apprentice. Yeah, from the apprentice, Corey. <laughs> Corey is the best flower buyer ever, and I'm pretty sure he's probably got a really lucky wife now. Well, yeah,
2: <laughs> good on you, Corey. Well played, thanks, Kylie. Reps Let's go. go to Kelly. Yeah. Oh, hey, Kelly. Yeah. G'day there. Um,
1: hey. I'm ringing who's up the most who's the, who's the most unromantic person in your life?
0: The Most romantically challenged gentleman I know <laughs> would be my father. Okay, <laughs> tell, tell us about um, him. My favourite story, there are several, but favourite is Mum and Dad's wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, backyard in Grandma's place back in the old Sydney in Bankstown. Mm-hmm. Took yeah. her after for the lovely wedding night to the um, classy Liberty Plains Motel in Lidcombe. <laughs> so he was nice and close to Belmore Oval to go and watch the doggies play the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: crazy. What really? was your dad's name, Kelly? His dad is Gordon. Gordon, there he is.
0: Now he can't remember any wedding vows, but he knows the try of the year was scored that day and (laughs) how many hands it went through to get there.
2: (laughs) That is absolutely gold. Thank you, Kelly. Brilliant.
1: Thanks to all the callers we couldn't get to. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude, and Wendell, and it is Valentine's Day, so no better time to do one of these.
2: Oh, and you've got now my Vicks, wife in the
1: bloody studio, exactly, dude. <laughs> this is nothing better to do. One of these are two strong hearts. The way this operates, Vix, is that I will throw five categories out. And the only way you can score is if you look into your husband's eyes and you connect. You connect on Valentine's Day and you say the exact same answer. Is that okay. all right? Yeah.
2: Yep. You ready, ready babe? Right? Yep, all right. absolutely. She right. loves being on radio too, don't oh. you? Know? <laughs>
1: Loves it. Yeah. Are you squirming um, at the moment, big? Squirming, big time. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it's
1: all, all right. good. It's all good. All right. Okay. I'll give you three seconds after I say the category. Here it is. A brand of undies. In three, two, one. Step, Step one. one.
3: Oh, yeah! oh come I thought it would have
1: been Bonds. You're oh, so Bonds.
3: And any wow. dangers for some freebies? I have to keep oh. buying them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. It's Unbelievable. Story. Yeah. They still ride up. Gussie, don't they? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
3: With <laughs> okay. a massive right. package. No for ch- no ch- Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: One from one. A type of cheese in three, two, one.
3: Cheddar. The valley. The oh, valley. Oh. Mersey Valley. Oh, oh, valley. Oh,
2: yeah. That's oh. a brand. Yeah, Honestly. A type of cheese, babe. Yeah. Like that's, cheddar that's, or. Okay, okay. Okay. Hey, hey, Whoa, hey, whoa, gosh. Keep the love. Keep yeah. the love. The Some love, the I judgy, judgy yeah. stuff. Well. Don't bring
1: it now. Wow. Well. All right. One from two. This is going to be interesting. Something you do in the shower. In three, two, one. Shampoo.
3: Well, uh, body wash. Oh, oh, oh. Hey! Can one, two, three, and answer. Uh. Can I ask you, do you have a stroke, You're mix? going too soon. Yeah, Vix, <laughs> Can I ask the uh, same mix? old problem? Hold it, Gus. Hey, Gus. Oh.
1: <laughs> can we just check?
3: Can we look at the replay and check that Vix didn't have a stroke then? Oh, <laughs> wow. <well.
1: laughs>
3: no, sorry, but I mean. But he's all hands and he's all yeah. fluffing. You're animated, you got to get <laughs> all.
2: Oh, hang on, he's all hands and all I was going to say, fluffing. special cuddles in the shower. Uh, yeah. Just, we uh, do
1: sometimes. So one, two, three, you've got to uh, go straight away. always got a bad back. All right. Okay. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. A type of flour in three, two, one. Self-raising. Oh (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like a rose. A rose or you know
3: a daffodil, something. Self-raising. You've never cooked in your life. (laughs) Exactly. He's never bought it, he's never (laughs) used it. There's plain flour or
4: self-raising flour? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this guy.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm ridiculous. sorry. That's on me. What do V. Del? Del <laughs> how many are we at? Where what have I got? One from four. One from four. Okay.
3: At least
1: finish <laughs> on a strong note. Let's bake us a cake, something. All bacon, right. Yeah. Here we go. A fast food restaurant. In three, one. Macos,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. You we into yeah, it, sweetheart. So there you exactly go. Exactly.
1: All for Valentine's Day. Great work, Vix. <laughs> Thanks, Vicks. Oh, Two dear. from five. Love you, babe. Good show, guys, and massive show tomorrow as well.
2: Going to be up to crack. Have a great Valentine's. Get home safe, everyone. Read you gone tomorrow. Yep. More chances for the Fraser Coast as well. Love you, See guys. See you, everyone. See you tomorrow. Bye.
3: The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Yeah. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.